0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Those that had pain a while ago, where are you? If you are, step, 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 out, step out there where I can see you. Okay. All right, who's who's hurting still? Amen. Just what I thought. Just what I thought. I thought, man, that's a strange way to put it, Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> like you believe, you're you're you know, you know, like you're questioning God. I'm not questioning God. I've had people do that, and then they, you know, I say, Well, where's your symptoms now? I'm looking for them. <laughs> this is what happens. This is a healing. It's not just a temporary relief. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father, we worship you. We praise you. Thank you for your goodness. Oh, I thank you for your mercy. Glory to God. Somebody, just wait in its presence just a moment. Somebody right now wants to get saved. They want Jesus in their heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm willing to wait, you know, a little bit, aren't you? Glory to God. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're doing the drawing. You're doing the drawing. You're doing the drawing. For Jesus, you said, no man can come unto you except the Spirit of the Father draw them. You're drawing somebody. If you're, if you're not sure that you're born again saved and you want to get saved, I want you to come, come, come down here right now. God's not going to embarrass you. I promise you. I won't embarrass you. You just want it right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the, if, you want, if you really want to get saved, And you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, what do I need to do there? Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men, I can't confess you before the Father. If you you really want to get born again, you really want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I know you've had some tugging. But right now, you want to get saved. You You want Jesus to totally recreate you. Come right down here now. Glory to God. You that are viewing by live stream, right there where you're at, God's doing this. This is not to, Listen, this is not the work of religion. It's not the work of a man. Uh, uh, you know, I'm talking about me or a position of somebody. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's doing it. What, what, what we need to do is just be sensitive to what He wants us to do. When He says, stop. I'm doing something. Don't get ahead of me. Glory to God. You say, Pastor Ronnie, what, 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 hey. Getting your spirit reborn is the, is the entrance to making your life whole. It's not just getting over a, a temporary problem. Glory to God. Now, Father, I thank you right now. Whoever this is, or who all this may be. I thank you, Lord, right now. Glory to God. Now, now, folks, some of you looking up here, how come nobody's coming? You just be quiet. Shut your mind up. Quit, quit doubting. This is, I, I know that this is happening just as sure as I'm standing here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. God's still dealing with you. We're going to let Him deal with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right now, who is taking 180? Warren and Raquel. Warren and Raquel, we're going to dismiss the 180. That Thank God for our 180. Now, Warren and Raquel, don't take it for granted now. I mean, I'm telling you, God could be dealing with a teenager too. Glory to God. Thank God for our teens. Why don't you greet somebody? Greet somebody around you right quickly, and then you may be seated. You know, I love it when God interrupts me preaching, teaching, teaching. I am going to share a few things with you this morning. Glory to God. I want to talk to you about bold faith. Bold faith. First of all, let me explain to you what faith isn't. And then we'll take a moment to talk about what faith is. And then we're going to talk about boldness. Faith is not human confidence. We categorize Bible faith in the category of human confidence. Human confidence can be very fickle. We see, for example, in, in uh, sports, particularly team sports, they'll have a momentum going because they're, they're confident they're going to win. And you let that football bounce the wrong way. And all of a sudden, they get demoralized. Okay? And they struggle to keep that same confidence up when things looked good. That's not what God's doing. That's not what God, the God kind of faith. Faith does not come with you having confidence in yourself. That's not the way the Bible says it. Hebrews tells us very plainly. I mean, Romans tells us very plainly. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith, the God kind, comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. What are you hearing? I like the word hearing. Not having heard. A lot of people have heard. Of the goodness of Jesus. But that doesn't mean they're hearing. Of the goodness of Jesus now. In their circumstances. That contradicts. Actually what they're feeling. And what they're they're seeing. So true. Bible faith is based strictly on one thing. God said it. And if I'm hearing what God said on a continual basis, faith comes. If you'll go back and study this, and, and, and I challenge you to look at it, Whenever what do you think Jesus did when he looked and he marveled at their unbelief? Do you know what the Bible says he went and did? He went and began to teach faith. They marveled at their unbelief. He marveled. How can you? But he taught faith. That was Why is that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know why people have unbelief? Because they haven't settled the doubt question. Doubt is always a question mark. Well, if I'm healed, Pastor Ronnie, how come I still have these symptoms? Your symptoms ain't got nothing to do with the Word of God. The Word of God is superior to your symptoms. Always, it always has been always will be. You follow? Healing does not come to somebody because they felt good. It becomes because they trust God and they've heard the fact That Jesus, listen, what do you think the woman with the issue of blood did? Twelve years she had a symptom. Twelve years. But she had heard of Jesus. She'd heard Jesus. In fact, this is what she heard. She heard Jesus was coming. She she was hearing the crowds cheering him. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. And then he's got a a crowd all around him. And they're thronging him. And this is what she said to herself. You got to speak to yourself. Doubts come to the head. Faith comes out of the heart. How many of you ever had your head tell you one thing your heart say something else? If you haven't had that, then you need to get a new heart. The Bible says that when she was hearing Jesus come, she pressed in. She pressed in to what she was hearing. That's for somebody. She pressed in to what she was hearing. And this is what she said. All I have to do is touch the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says virtue. Jesus felt virtue or energy or life or power. It's really the word deutamus. Come out of him and he stopped and he said, who touched me? Who? Who touched me? Now, there was a crowd of people thronging Jesus. They were all touching him, but they weren't touching him with faith. So when we talk about faith, I want you to understand the Bible talks about strictly on who God is and what He says. And God says what He is. And He is what He says. Okay? So now we're talking about, being, we're talking about moving into bold faith. You can't have bold faith in human confidence. Now I'm going to tell you why. Here again it's fickle. But if you start having boldness and human confidence, you start becoming a braggart. Pride kicks in. And pride comes before a You follow that. It's the devil's trick to make people think. They, they'll use this all the time. All you need is... The world says all you need is faith. But they don't mean faith in God's Word. In fact, it, what they want to do away with the Bible. They want to do away with the, the written Word. They want to do away with the spoken Word. They don't, they don't mind you coming and me entertaining you for an hour or two. They don't mind that as long as you keep it in here. But man, when you start applying this to your, your, your life and everyday living... The devil gets threatened. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. I'm glad God put it, our faith. God created faith so it could be all of ours. God's and ours. Now, how do you have bold faith? Well, let's go here to the book of Acts Remember, I, and guys, I, I touched this with the men's meeting yesterday. But I, this is where I really want to be. And, and, and if anybody, if you don't like these services leading up to, to Bob Nichols, I want you to remember something. Bob Nichols told me I had to preach on this. <laughs> <laughs> He said, preach on the book of Acts before I get there. Okay, all right. Oh, man, we're going to have some good times. Listen to this. Boldness is not brashness. Brashness is self-assertive in a rude, noisy, overbearing way. That is not boldness. not boldness. It's pride manifested. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 3, Peter and John are going into the temple and they're about to enter into the gate beautiful. There's a man out there and he's been impotent You know, a lot of God's people are impotent. They don't have any potential. They don't have any strength. Okay? And he's begging, he sits there and he begs of alms because he can't take care of himself. Your, Your faith in God will take care of you. Your lack of faith in God will cause you to be impotent. I'm going to say it another way. You just ain't impotent at all. God's faith makes you potent. All right, look at this. They're going in. As they're going in, he's expecting to receive alms. Watch this. This is Holy Ghost faith. I mean, Holy Ghost boldness. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now... This man didn't need silver and gold; he needed a healing. Too many times we look on the surface and we think this is what so and so needs, not, not necessarily. The root, pro, pro, uh, the root to his financial problem was his was that sickness. So uh, it, it, this is what. Listen carefully. This is what. Peter said to him, silver and gold is not sufficient for you. It's not sufficient. i got to give you something bigger than that. So I'm not going to just temporarily smooth over a symptom. What you need is you need what I'm going to give you. And the Bible says, in the, he said, in the name, which we've been singing about, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, I want you to watch this. Pay attention. This man's never walked. Glory to God. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. Everybody say the right hand. hand. Instead of the left foot of fellowship, he got the right hand of fellowship. He said, you're about to enter in to the power of God. And he took him by the right hand. And this is the way that I like to put it. This is all paraphrased. You don't have to put it like this. He took him by the right hand, lifted up on his feet, and immediately his feet and angle bones received strength. Now this man's never walked. Never walked. How many of you want bold faith for something that's never happened to you? He took him by the hand, jerked him up on his feet before the man took, Never, he, could ne- he did it so quick that the man didn't have time to think, I can't do this. Well, well I, I got somebody in the back to grin. What about over here? Listen, bold faith grabbed him by the hand. Peter didn't think this ain't going to happen. Maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. He grabbed him by the hand, jerked him up on his feet before the man that had never walked ever thought he could or could not do it. That's bold faith. Now, this same Peter, just a few months prior to this, denied Jesus. He was a coward. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you're living after the flesh, you coward, you. <laughs> the flesh will always betray you. Your flesh, my flesh, all flesh betrays. And there'll be something that'll make you choke on God's promises." Peter put himself out he said, Hey, I just want you... He's now full of boldness. I want you to listen. God's preparing you for something. He's preparing the body of Christ for something. God's looking... I listen to a great prophecy. Herman, where are you at? Herman gave me yesterday. By Dutch sheets. Glory to God. About that dream. God's changing... The sheep fold into a lion's den. (laughs) Okay. The devil thought that, in fact, the Bible never calls the devil a lion. It says he goes around walking about seeking. Here's the key word in, in the book of Peter. He goes around, walks around seeking whom he may. Now, if you know anything about English, the word may is not the word can. Seeking whom he may devour. In other words, it indicates the devil cannot devour unless we give him permission. The only reason why he can is because of your may. Now, you understand why we're talking about bold faith. Right, yeah. The only reason why the devil can take over in our society is because there haven't been a church that say you may not. There used to be a song that was sang uh, by Sherman Andrus. And he was a friend of mine. and We've had him many times through the years. And Sherman and Andrews used to sing a song. No, you may not. No, you may not have me. I can't sing it like him. But he had sang that song. No, you may not. No, you may not have me. I can't have my kids. Can't have my country. Can't have my wallet. Can't have my body. Can't have my mind. Bold faith. Can't have it. And he says he walks around as a roaring lion. Never says he was one. Seeking whom he may devour. Bold faith calls the devil's bluff. Mm. Calls the devil's bluff. When the church... Becomes the lion. Jesus came. Listen carefully. Jesus came as the lamb. One time. The Bible says he's not coming back like that. The Bible says he's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And if Jesus is the head of the church, what do you think he's wanting us to transfer from? He wants us to transfer from a lamb to a lion. Now, now think about this. My dad was, most of y'all never knew him, but the ones that did, my dad was, was very, very loving and gentle to most people. Most of the time to us, fam- his family too. <clears throat> and they all, people took advantage of him because of that. But then there would come a time that you put him in a corner and once he heard from God, it didn't matter whether he was correcting his kids or dealing with somebody that's full of the devil. A lion came out. That's what God wants in these last days. I'll never forget. There was a woman, demon possessed, and they called my dad and said, "Brother Allen, can we bring her? We don't know what else to do." Family brought her. I think it was family members. We don't know what else to do. They don't know what to do with the. Where they're trying to treat her. Can we bring her and you cast the devil out of her? And he said, you may want time to pray about this. And dad looked, talked to him on the phone and says, we ain't praying. If we're going to do it. We're going to do it right now. You get over here as quick as you can. And he got brought her into the church building. And it was just the, the couple that brought her and I think mom and dad, maybe one or two others, I don't know. And dad opened, he didn't know what else to do because he had not had no direction yet. And uh, he said, we're going to open up this and we're going to begin to sing. They opened up a hymnal and started, started to try to sing. And well, they opened up and handed it to her and she took that hymnal and started ripping the pages out. And all of a sudden that demon spoke out of her and said You can't do nothing with me. And dad under his breath says God you know he's right she's right. You know that thing that thing is telling the truth. I can't. And about that time after she I mean this happened in a split second. She came up with another phrase. And your God can't do nothing with me. (laughs) The lion came out. (laughs) The the platform was probably about as far as the front row here. Dad took two leaps. He jumped from here, right in the middle... And landed right in front of her, laid his hands on her and said, I, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. (laughs) Grabbed another songbook, opened it up, shoved it in her face and said, Now we're going to (laughs) sing. Do you know that that woman was in her right mind the rest of her days? The body of Christ does not understand the boldness of faith we're talking about is found in 1 Corinthians 12. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of faith. God is moving the church into the gift of faith. Where you unashamedly, in other words, without regard... Of the circumstances without regard for what what people are uh, people's opinion is about it. Something rises up within you called the Holy Spirit, and He takes over, and you don't listen carefully, you don't act to see if it's gonna happen. You act assured that it will happen that's what happened to Peter that day why because he had been baptized with the Holy Ghost now he wasn't struggling to try to believe God with his mind you follow? Glory to God. Mm. All right, let's read just a little bit further. And he leaping stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he which set of alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at which he had which had happened unto him and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John and all the people ran together to them in the porch that is called so- Solomon's great greatly wondering and when Peter saw it he answered the people you men of Israel why marvel ye at this and why look on uh, ye so earnestly on us as though our own power and holiness we have made this man to walk the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the God of our fathers hath glorified his son whom you listen carefully he, this boldness is still there he's calling them out on sin he's calling them out whom you delivered and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the Just One, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and the prince and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom you see and know, The faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now stop here just a minute. When he says the faith which is by him, he's not talking about the man that was lame. He's talking about the faith by which Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, hath delivered this man. Are you following me? Glory to God. (laughs) You're going to get better. And now, brethren, I would that through ignorance you did this, as did also your rulers. Now, he's fixing to get the attention of the rulers. You did this. He called them out. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all His prophets, that Christ should suffer, He has so fulfilled. And watch verse 19. Repent. Turn away from that now. Ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Listen very carefully. The presence of the Lord is beginning to show in these last days. And He's coming with these refreshings. Or the word refreshing here is revival. Can be interchanged with revival. And He's doing it. And these times of refreshing when they come are going to do one or two things. Either there's going to become a a rejuvenation or there's going to be an expelling. Now listen carefully. This is the book of Acts, and I want you to pay close attention. We're not studying this right now. But later on in the book of Acts, there were two people that lied to the Holy Ghost. And they died in church. When the presence of the Lord comes... It can be a revigorating and breath of life. But if a person's going to play games with God, it doesn't work that way. That's why the prophets are saying, I'm I'm warning you, deaths are going to happen. There are people that are defying God. I'm talking about leadership in our country. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, you're because God, this is not a game. This is not some religious game. In fact, it's more real than your, you sitting there. Listen to this. <laughs> Glory to God. And, and shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of His holy prophets since the world began. Now, I want to stop here just a moment. Just a moment, okay? Restitution. Restitution or restoration. God is bringing to the church a restoration of where the believer has dominion over the works of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. There's an authority that comes with this bold faith. There's an authority that comes with it. There's also a responsibility. Always remember that. With authority comes the equal amount of responsibility. That's why he, he says we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm talking about believers now. I'm not talking about the world. Don't get too mixed up. The great, great right throne judgment. But then there's the judgment seat of Christ. Judgment seat of God of Jesus' anointing. What did you do with the anointing that I gave you? you will not only give account for what you did with it, you'll give account for what he told you to do with it that you didn't do. Okay? That's why you and I got to grow up. We got to grow up. Listen, the older I get, the more mature I come, it doesn't matter. You can sit there and disagree with me all you want to. I've said it before, I'll say it again. You have a right to be wrong. The word of God's true. What I'm telling you, I have studied, looked at, prayed over, and God has to, had to work it in me. That's why there's some boldness here. Glory to God. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his prophets, this restitution. Since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord God, your God, raise up unto you uh, of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul, every soul, every soul, which shall not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea. And all the prophets from Samuel and those that followed after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and the covenants which God hath made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, In thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up Jesus, his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. I mean, mean, he's being bold. The same boldness that jerked this man that had no faith to be healed, jerked him up on his feet and saw this miraculous thing. All of a sudden now, he's speaking and he's saying, your iniquities, iniquity is a weakness. What do you think was in that man's uh, ankle bones? Weakness, it kept him impotent. The devil wants the church to be impotent, powerless. The answer for everything that's going on in our society, politically, education-wise, socially, any other way you want to put it, in all of those fields, the number one thing is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on God's people to take authority over the works of the devil. Amen. And you got some people, now, oh, now, now, no, be, be, be nice, Pastor Bonnie. <laughs> the days of just being nice are over. Yes, Notice that, that Peter didn't say to them, oh, you poor little darling, you. I feel so sorry for him. He had 50 cents. (laughs) You notice throwing more money and it wouldn't have healed him. You notice throwing more money at the educational system ain't going to heal it. You notice, uh, you know, dealing out more money to the unlabor force ain't helping them. It ain't helping them. The Holy Ghost outpouring is the only thing that's going to destroy the workings of the devil. Amen. The only thing. Y'all still love Jesus, right? Amen. We're going to get down to it. And as they spake unto the people, chapter 4, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees, that's been most of the people in the church. They're sad, you see came upon them, they're being grieved. They're being grieved that they they taught the people and preached Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. They were grieved over that. They weren't happy that the man got healed. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day Whereas now in the eventide. In other words, it was in the evening. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. When the Holy Ghost moves through the church, You won't have to beg people to follow Jesus. You're having to coat some with chicken dinner plates to show up. Hello. I'm talking about everybody at the other churches. See, when, 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 when you start hungering, with the songs that you're singing. I just want to be in that room when God moves. All of a sudden, priorities are shifted. But there has to be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost for that to happen. Because if not, then you got to bribe them to be here. Now, those that don't know Jesus, like I told you, bring somebody. You got to bribe them to be here. But once they get here, And there's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. They're gonna say, What bribe? Are you following me? It indicates that this man only showed up at the temple there, the church, to get some alms. He wasn't expecting any healing. Do you understand what I'm talking about now? Wasn't expecting any healing. You know what he was expecting? Somebody to hand him some money. A lot of people go to church expecting somebody to meet their need. But when the Holy Ghost demonstrates, all of a sudden he becomes the priority. When he becomes the priority, that's the only thing that's going to change their situation or a situation in our society. The only thing. Now watch this. We're going to get to the boldness I'm, I'm getting there. I'm being bold about my time. Yeah. We're going to get there. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and, it, uh, and everybody from the priesthood there in Jerusalem, when they had set them in the midst, asked, they asked, by what power or authority or by, and, or by what name have you done this? Here again, they wasn't interested and the fact that they saw something that they couldn't do. They were interested in, who gave you this authority? Then Peter, I like this, then Peter, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with what? The Holy Ghost. Ghost. Said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the, the impotent man, and by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you then, and all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, He called them out. Now you understand, Peter just a few days ago, just a few months ago, was a coward. A weakling. A powder puff. Denied Jesus three times. And one day, one morning, by the way. But right now, he called them out. It's going to take the gift of faith to do what I'm talking about. But you're going to have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. He called them you builders. You're building something, but you've rejected the stone. which has become the head of the corner. Now you rejected this cornerstone, which is supposed to be the measurement of the church. It's by which we measure everything. But you rejected him. But I just want you to know, you didn't keep him from being head of the kingdom of God. Do you understand there was a crowd here? We already talked about just 5,000 men, not counting women and children. You got two men filled with the Holy Ghost and the gift of faith working through them. They, listen carefully, they were the minority. They didn't ask anybody's opinion about anything. They just got out and told it boldly. Stay with this. I, and you'll get out when you need to get out, when you get through. If you'll hurry up and connect with God about right now and the Holy Ghost, I maybe not have to preach so long. <laughs> Listen to this. Neither is there any salvation. There's, neither is there any, uh, there's salvation any other. For there's no other name Quit trying to pacify other people's faith that's in the devil and the works of the flesh. There is no other name. Under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now watch verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they saw what? Boldness. Okay, I want you to stay with this. And they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you have to be unlearned and ignorant men? It means that they didn't go to school to be taught this. Watch. what watch. doesn't mean they're ignorant in that sense. Watch this. They took knowledge of them that they they had been with Jesus. In other words, they realized hanging around the master gave them such boldness and confidence and the spirit that was in him is in them. And we're going to take note of this because no man ever talked to us the way you're talking to us. In fact, the Bible says that they marveled when Jesus preached and taught because he taught as if one having authority. You understand what we're talking about? Authority. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And beholding the man that was, which was healed, standing with them, they could not say anything against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred with themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? For, there, for that indeed a, watch this, a notable miracle hath been done by them, And is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Watch this. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them. That they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter, the same bold faith, and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in thy sight, in the sight of God, to hearken unto you uh, more than unto God, judge you? For we cannot speak of the thing; we cannot but speak of the things which we have heard or seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them. They let them go, finding nothing how they, watch this, that they might punish them because of the people. They were more afraid of the opinions of people than they were of God. And now the people is swayed toward God because of a notable miracle. They cannot pull back from this and deny it. So we got to let them go. We got to figure out how to do it. For all the men glorified God for what has been done. For the man was about 40 years old, whom this miracle of healing was showed. Now I want to stop here just a moment, because this is very, very important. God deals the number of man, the Bible says, shall be 120 years. 120. The forty years that God is talking about is the last third. Then two thousand, and God says, you know, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. I'm pointing this out for a reason. From Adam to Abraham is two. From Abraham uh, Abraham to Jesus is another two. From Jesus to the second return is another two. So you see it's divided up into threes. 120 years. This man was impotent. For 40 years. But now that the power. Of the Holy Ghost has come. The impotentness. Of the believer. Is gone. Do you understand? The last. 2000 years of human history. From the time. Of the birth of the church. And the birth of the church was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There was supposed to be a potentness to the believer. And it parallels to the three categories of how God deals with man. The last 40 years, in this case of 120... The last third of how God's going to deal with man, His power is going to be available. Am I making sense to you? I know I'm going. To, I, I, I'm trying to teach him, but this is this is what I want you to see. He healed the man, but it was more than just the healing of the man. He's talking to the church, and all that the church has been focused on is not being resilient, but we've been focused on getting rid of temporary symptoms and being sheepish in our generation. And God wants the lion to come out of you and put the devil where he belongs. That's all the time I have to spend on that. And if, if nothing else, just go back of whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went into their own company, reported of all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that, is in, that, that in them is. And by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathens rage? Another translation says, how dare the heathens and the nations scheme against God. That's what you're living in right now. The ungodly and the nations are defying God. The kings of the earth stood up and rulers together against the Lord and his what? He's talking about you. This is much he's talking about Jesus. You're the body of Christ. For of a true against thy holy child, Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles. This is this is all the anti believers. And the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatever they thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness. In other words, they didn't retreat. <laughs> they didn't go in a corner and suck their tongue. Where's my pacifier? They didn't crawl up in a fetal position. Nope. Glory to God. Now you may have tears. Listen, when I got tears, that doesn't mean I'm feeling sorry. Glory to God. That means the compassion is moved on me by the power of the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And now the Lord behold their threatening is granted to thy servants with, with all boldness that we may speak thy word. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. Somebody say, well, now, now, Pastor Ronnie, what, what, what do you mean by with all boldness? In other words, we're going to defy cancer. We're going to look you in the eye. We're going to roar the Word of God at you. Do you understand? We're going to look at the political system. We're going to roar at you. Glory to God. The word boldness defined here. Where are you at, Herman? Tell me, how do you say that again? Parisa, thank you. In the Greek. This is what it means. Outspokenness. As in frankness, bluntness. Or the word publicity. By implication, assurance boldness of speech speech based on a confidence as in freely openly and plainly it means a free and fearless confidence with a cheerful courage it's time that you stop being intimidated But the only thing that's going to take the timidness out of you is the Holy Ghost. Right. Yes. Peter was timid just a few days ago. Right. And now he's fearless. Yeah. He is, he's fearless. He's got a fearless confidence. See, some people are more afraid to be outspoken because if I say the wrong thing, they're not going to be my friend no more. Let me ask you a question. I presented this to the men yesterday. I'm going to present it to all of us. My dad used to put it like this. If a blind man was to go out in front of Roosevelt at the high traffic area, he's tapping with his stick and he cannot see that he's in the middle of Roosevelt at the high traffic area, I mean uh, time. And he's doing this. Are you going to stand there and say, hey fool, get out of the way. That's what the church has been doing. He has no idea where he's going. He's hearing, he's hearing cars go, drive by and honk at him. Probably cussing at him. But he's out there in the middle of Roosevelt. Are you going to stand on the street corner? And say, you poor ignorant fool. Are you going to run out there, grab him by the arm, jerk him across the street? He may be fighting you tooth and toenail. We'll have time to explain after we get you out of danger. Now that is the love of God. And the church hasn't had the love of God. We've had the love of crowds. If we really believe that God so loved the world that He's willing to sacrifice His Son and we let that love work within us by the power of the Holy Ghost you're going to do what listen in modern churches had that woman that was demon possessed been sitting there they'd have come over there and tried to appease that devil oh just calm down now, calm down. It'll be, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. No, the gift of faith hit, hit my dad. He's planted himself right in front of her. In the name of Jesus, come out. Now we're going to sing. <laughs> Hello, are you following me? Yeah. Most churches, you couldn't explain. They, they don't want that. They don't want that. You know why they don't want that? Because they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Or if they have the Holy Ghost around, lingering, around, looking for an opening. If they have that, they're too worried about what everybody in church is going to say. Oh my God, our pastors went radical. Oh my God, what are we going to do? I think we need to call a meeting. <laughs> and, the, and, and that lady would have walked out the way she came in. That's, right. that's not what God's looking for in these last days. No. And that's not the answer to, your, to society. God's equipping you. You can have this boldness. Listen carefully. Wherever you go, it's not a brashness. It's not a brashness. I'm going to tell this story and we're going to sing, Richard. Glory to God. If you want some boldness, the power of the Holy Ghost is here. Let Him fill you to overflowing. Wednesday, I had a frustrating day. How many of you ever had one? I'm not looking to see who's lying. And it was very frustrating. Three and a half hours on the phone with four different people just to make an appointment for a technician to come to my house. Nearly every one of them, I wanted to pull them through the phone. (laughs) So I was frustrated. Anyway, we made the appointment. They kind of... Because we went through such an ordeal... I said, we're going to make an appointment. We're not going to charge you for the technician. I said, all I want is the technician. I don't have time to do something and you to educate me. I want you to have somebody come here and take care of it. Anyway, they made the appointment. And the man was going to show up at the house between 1 and 4 Thursday. They called me about, I don't know, 3.30, 3.30, let me know he's not going to show up till after 5. So he shows up, I don't know, maybe 5.20 or so. And I opened the door, and it, t- it didn't take him 15 minutes to deal with what he needed to deal with. Now, he deals with that every day, you understand. And three times, he made this statement. You got anything else you want me to do? Because, you know, I got a phone call from my wife, and we're already when I get home, we're already going to be into it. And I I just don't want to go home. That's what he told me. I don't want to go home. And so we talked a little bit more, and you know, be friendly, you know. uh, Everything was cool, you know. We was just talking and and stuff. He did this three times. And my lightning fast mind finally picked up on it. Now listen carefully. It rose up right here. Pastor Zona was sitting on the couch, had had her head behind, back of her head towards us. She she was looking forward, uh, forward, and we were behind her. Anyway, it rose up right out of here. And I turned to him and I said, Ryan, give me your hand. And he grabbed my hand like that, you know. And I didn't grab him. I grabbed him. I want him to know what he's fixing to get into. I grabbed him by the hand. He thought it was just going to, you know, shake hands like greeting. I grabbed him by the hand and I said, we're going to pray right now. And when you get home, the peace of God is already settled. And I just prayed like I was praying over you. Now, I don't know what kind of experience this guy's had with God. He may not have had any. And he listened to me pray and he said, well, I I, I pray that it works. And I said, it's going to work. You understand? Listen carefully. I want you to get this. I said, it's going to work. When you get home, the peace of God, the Prince of Peace is going to be there. See, that's what I'm talking about, about the difference of faith. Some people, some Christians are afraid to pray the prayer of faith over the sick. What if I do and they don't get healed? That ain't none of your business. You're worried about your reputation. You follow what I'm saying? That's the kind of faith God wants to have in the church. The man was so appreciative. He he wanted to stay because he felt the peace of God. But this is done. He he left with an expectation. Too much of a church, I'm talking about the whole body of Christ, doesn't leave with any more than a cheering section. Oh, we, we got hyped up. Hyped up to believe that we can do anything. No, you can't. You need the Holy Ghost, you need to stay full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost does the works. This is not the book of the Acts of the Apostles. This is the book of the Acts of the Holy Ghost. I didn't even get to read the last one. Pull it up. First, John four seventeen. Look at this. Uh, give it to me there we go herein is our love the love that God has for us when we receive it made perfect that we may there's that word may may have boldness in the day of judgment the day of judgment is here judgment's happening right now that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is. So are we in this world. I didn't, oh my goodness. I didn't have it out here. Do I have it out here? Yes, yes. Can you you hand me that? You got to hear this. We're going to sing. You're going to be blessed. And you're not going to go hungry. They stay with Jesus for three days without eating. And I know what you're saying, but that was Jesus, Pastor Ronnie. I, I want you to hear this. This is too good to pass up. Oh, come on. Blessed. Mm, I wanted to get that out of the message translation. I mean the passion translation. But it puts it like this. That we may be fearless, fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Now, listen carefully. The, con- the context, in, in where I get my, the passion translation, when I read it out of here, it has little asterisks. And it says, not as he was on the cross, but as he is right now. <laughs> as he is right now, so are we in this world now just turn to your neighbor and say get rid of your little mealy mouth <laughs> glory to God you got it Richard take you at his word now I want you to sing this song I'm going to come back and pray but when I pray I want you to get ready for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost to fill every, listen every area of your life where it has been vacated. Glory to God. Let's sing. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Richard, get ready. Richard, get ready with song number two. You, you know which one this morning? Spirit, lead me. Yeah, no, no, the second one that we sang earlier. Got you. Okay. Glory to God. Are you ready? Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. For every person that's hungry, fill them full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Cause your fire to fall on them and burn in them to such an extent that they are raging with a blaze of your spirit and a lion is brought forth in the name of Jesus to be turned loose on the works of the enemy. Glory to God. Glory to God how you anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Father, I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit and the gift of faith rising up in their heart that with all boldness they will declare the Word of God in their everyday life, into their generation in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Father, I thank you that no one will leave puny and impotent, but they'll leave, Father God, well, hallelujah, knowing that there's a power, an unction of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God said, when the day of judgment we're living in, they will have a confidence and a boldness. Hallelujah. Oh, spirit of intimidation, you are broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Begin to receive it from Him right now. Begin to receive it from Him. In the name of Jesus, receive. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're not helpless. You're not hopeless any longer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just like that impotent man. He leaping up, doing what he couldn't do. Begin to leap praise and shout glory to God and begin to leap before God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Monday morning, you're going to have a spring in your step, a sparkle in your eye, and a confidence in your soul. Glory to God. That there just ain't nothing too hard for God. Yeah. Glory to God. Do you believe that? Yeah. Do you receive that? Yeah. Sing us out of here, Richard. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.